What's up, everybody? This is Carleon Wilson. And Logan. And you're listening to... The Manifest. And today we're going to do the second part of the breakdown. I, what, I don't know. How do you guys feel? Um, we felt like it was, it was cool. We were able to sort of uh, break down some of the important parts that we felt were uh, integral to us. And I don't know. If you guys just like listen to the message by itself, that's cool. Like I said, also... If you guys just want to listen to that, yeah, hit yeah. us up and yeah. we'll send it to you. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> other than that, uh, keep listening to us break it down, I guess. Uh, the I, breakdown. I, it's the breakdown. Yeah. Watch the breakdown. Um, <laughs> Too much, man. Uh, well, today we're going to finish the breakdown. But first, uh, we want to give a shout out to our, our man, Joe. Yes. Came through. He's running... House. He's running all the audio vis- video. I always want to say Vizio. Vizio. Every time, bro. Literally. I don't know why. It's because we have a, a Vizio um, monitor. But yeah. anyway, uh, video. And he'll, do, he'll be doing our fact checking, running the camera, running the audio. Yeah. And so. So thanks, what's up, Joe. camera? What's up, yeah. people? Okay. So you know how we said. Um, <laughs> you know how we said last week that we were going to have video? So last <laughs> week in the middle of the video, uh, the camera ran out of storage. It seems like it's it's if it's not one thing it's the other with us the it's, battery it's dies. It's always something. The the we're full on storage. We got the cameras dead or, or it's it's always something, man. But I think we got it figured out this week. Yes. Not gonna make any promises a hundred percent. We can hope for the best and we're gonna see where it goes. But if you're watching, if you're watching, then it worked. If you're not, then it didn't. It didn't. Okay? But I, we wanted soon. We will get it figured out most most definitely. Yes. Um. How was your week? My week was pretty good, man. Uh, same old, same old. Just um, dad came into town, been uh, hanging out, doing some stuff at home. Um, had a pretty chill weekend. Um, and yeah, man, I, I've actually been doing really good. Had had a couple of, uh, uh, oh, wow, <laughs> voice crack. <laughs> uh, had a couple of uh, revelatory moments, some personal revival moments this last week. Um, and, uh, feeling really, really good, man. Haven't, haven't felt, honestly, haven't felt this good in a long time. Felt felt really good, man. So anyways, yeah, but how about you, bro? Same old thing. Um, homework, school, uh, work, repeat. Um, Y'all did quizzing yesterday, right? Yes. We quizzed yesterday and then my sister graduated from Cal State Long Beach. Shout out to her. Lit. Congrats, sis. Appreciate you. Congrats. Um, and it was lit. We had a great time. Uh, our our team we placed third out of seven teams, which was okay. You know, not bad. Yeah, that's not bad. Um, we had a chance to win them all. Um, we were we were in all of them until the very end. Yeah. So, um, we're gonna get better. Things like that. So for sure, season's almost cool, over, man. but we'll go back to the drawing board this summer. Yeah. Hey, that's all right, man. Yep. Top three is still pretty good. Exactly. Um, and then here we are today. Here After we, we today. had our bilingual service, that went really well. Mm-hmm. Um, it was awesome. So oh, Saul preached a good message. Um, he, was, he, he was just he was just telling truth, man. That was he's oh, a heavy hitter. He's a heavy hitter, so man. Good. Oh, this uh, this last week, um, we had our hyphen leaders' birthdays. Uh, one one day after another, Karina and Frankie. Shout out to y'all. Happy birthday! Happy, Happy birthday. late birthday! Appreciate you. Um, celebrated them today. Yep. Um, but anyways, everybody's giving me a hard time today because I've been wearing contacts, and they're like, "You look weird without glasses." <laughs> So I have my sunglasses right here. I may put them on mid thing, and I know we're inside, but it'll keep these fools off my. If back. you guys are looking at the video, yeah, tell us if Logan looks weird or not. If I look weird, and how old do I look? Because I feel like I look like I'm about six years old. 
especially with the clean shave and everything. It, it happens. It. I can't do it, man. I don't know. I the contact thing. I'm gonna have to get used to it. I man. To it. But anyways, all right. You ready to get into it? Yes, sir. Let's do it. Uh, go ahead and press play for us, Joe. We're at uh thirty-five. Thirty-five thirty. Thirty-five thirty. Yeah. Um, right where he gets into um. I think he's in the standard at this point, right? Yeah, you know what? He's um, right now. He's about to get into number seven. Yeah, yeah, he's in standards right now. Actually, yeah, oh, you're right. You're right. I have to. I have to go back and look at some notes and stuff. But yeah, go roll, ahead. Roll the tape, Joe. Be seated. Let me tell you what holiness is. Y'all ready for holiness? Don't get scared. All the pastors in the house, breathe easy. I'm not. I'm not crazy. Not a maniac. Let me tell you what holiness is. Jesus defined holiness when he said this. The prince of this world cometh and have nothing in me. That's holiness. What Jesus was saying was this. The devil came and inventoried me and he couldn't find none of his stuff in me. Yeah, I remember this part. Mm -hmm. Jesus said the prince of this world cometh and have nothing in me. The devil came and searched him from head to toe and couldn't find none of his stuff in him. Hmm. No envy, no jealousy, Man, that's no good. strife. Mm. I wonder if the devil came to your house and took inventory of your closet. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Could he find any of his stuff in there? I wonder if he could get your iPod tonight hmm. and check your downloads. Man. Ishe. Ishe. I wonder if he could check your search history on your browser. Excuse and see me? if he can find any of his stuff in you. Mm-hmm. You know what holiness is? Holiness is making sure that the prince of this world has none of his stuff in me. Mm-hmm. That's godliness. Yeah. And until you can say yes to that, keep your mouth off everybody else. Ooh. Hello. Hello. Mm, yeah. Mm. If I had a B3 organ. Dana. <laughs> Now, this is where God got me, and I'm almost finished, I promise. This is where God dealt with me. And I told you it's going to be a little bit He different. said almost finished, but there's like a good 30 minutes left. Yeah. He said, number six is the number of man, and, num- and that is where I conquer my flesh, and I subject my flesh to the ways of God. And then he says, add to your godliness number seven, which we know is God's favorite number. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the number of completeness. On the seventh day, God rested. Hmm. This is the pinnacle. This is the top. Yep. He says, add to your godliness, brotherly kindness. What? What? I mean, if... What? I, Bishop, I felt like brotherly kindness should have been down on the list somewhere, you know? Like, I mean, why, why is it so high? Why is brotherly kindness all the way up here above holiness? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Why does God equate brotherly kindness above the standard that we have made the pinnacle of Christianity? Mm-hmm. The reason is, is because there's a problem with brothers. Hmm. Yeah. And when you get to spiritual maturity, 
and you get to this high level of spiritual maturity, it's not so much now about you and God as it is about you and me. Hmm. Pause there, Joe. He said something interesting. He said, it's not so much about you and God. It's about you and me. And so he's talking about the hierarchy of these things that uh, will, will make you more Christ-like. And he's, he, we're all wondering, and, and he's wondering, why is brotherly love so high up on, you know, that, that, that list? And I find that very interesting um, that he makes that statement. It's more about you and me than it is about me and, me and God at this point. I say that right, yeah. Um, I think that we get so caught up in trying to uh, portray this person that is so godly and so so uh, Christ-like and so this and that, uh, that it becomes um, more of an outward appearance. Mm. And sometimes you begin to, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You, you begin to place emphasis and priorities on certain things that... <clears throat> may not be correct. And so you'd rather do this to look godly than to do this than to actually be godly. Yeah. Um, wow. Because just like even Saul was talking today about some of the things that um, he, he we were talking about prayer and fasting. He said in the Bible in, uh, was it Daniel or was it Matt? Um, um, he had a couple of different verses, but which one are you the The one to? I was referring to was the one where he was talking about uh, fasting, um, Basically in secret, and and to make yourself Matthew six, Matthew six, Matthew right? Thank six, you, John. seven, right? Uh, six, six and six, seven. Six yeah. and six, seven. Uh, where you fast and you do it in private, and that way, are you that way you're you're having your alone time with God. You're praying in private. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, you pray in private. Um, so that way you can be rewarded by God in public. So those mm-hmm. people who who fast and pray in, in public. In order to be rewarded in public, it may not work out for them. The Bible says they will get their they will get their due because they're still, you know, doing what they're supposed to do. But those who do it in private, God will reward you publicly, as in uh, He'll bless you, and, and and people will see that you're blessed. Yeah, I just think that when we when we begin to forsake our brothers and our sisters in Christ and and worry about things that might make us look good instead of us actually being good. I think he's hitting it on the head. It, it becomes at that point, it becomes more about me and you than it becomes about me and God. Yeah. Um, and you can't, and like he was saying at the very beginning, th- this whole stuff, you, you can't skip one of these steps. No, you, you can't. can't. You can't just go over one. Nope. You have to successfully complete all of these. Yep. And so I, I think we we have to be very mindful of, of 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 wanting to look good instead of actually being good. Yeah, that's. Anybody can talk to talk, but can you walk the walk? That's, right. That's an easy, simple way of putting it, and a lot of people put it that way all the time. But really, that's that's what it just comes down to. You have to you have to be able to do more than just um, than just put on a show, because anybody can put on a show, and um, you know it, it's just it. Holiness is very, very, very important, but it doesn't end with holiness. And and he's gonna get into more of the meat about how holiness and godliness is not it's not about your outward appearance. Although once it's on the inside, it'll manifest itself on the outside. Exactly. But it can't just be something on the outside. Like 
talking about you 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 you're worried about the how does it go how did you say it you're worried about the letter of the law than the principle of the law yeah exactly and so what happens is you you wear the length and you you wear the appropriate things but is your heart right are you doing it for the right reasons and so mm-hmm. yeah a person who looks like they're doing right and actually isn't doing right is just as bad as someone who isn't doing right and doesn't look right yeah the, yeah, <laughs> and that's and it, exactly like what he said before. And the last one, just kind of refresh, is you know he was talking about holiness. Just the fact that you know when you don't have it in your heart and you're doing it just on the outside, um, when you start to fall, the standards are the first thing to go. Exactly. So if you don't have it in your heart, then it's going to be apparent. It's going to show. It's it's definitely it definitely will show itself. You you have to be able to. Um, establish these things in your heart, just like, and the deal is, is so many people hear the word conviction and they immediately relate it to just Christian standards. And that's not it at all. I know a lot of people that aren't in church or haven't even ever been in church that have a lot of convictions for themselves. Yeah. I mean, really, it's just Mm -hmm. like, that's just, that's just a way of life. There's things that you just don't do, or there's things that I want. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Or you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Everybody has those different things. Everybody has their own personal convictions. So, you know, you have to be able to, if you don't have these things in your heart, if you don't have this word in your heart, then the convictions will not make themselves known. Does that make sense? Right. And you will not be able to stand out in this world and you will not be able to, if you can't stand out to the people in your own church, you're not going to stand out to the people in the world. That's just a fact. I like that. That's just a fact. What's that verse? Uh, Psalms uh, 10, what is it, 105? Uh, that word have I hit in my heart? Psalms 119. 119. Uh, 119. 119. 119. Joe's the Bible quizzer here. I'm just yeah. the coach. Uh, I, you know, <laughs> I'm just the coach. I'm just the coach. <laughs> I'm just here so I don't get fined. <laughs> exactly. That word have I hit in my heart that I'm not messing against. It's, it's, it's so real. It's great. Um. Yeah, go ahead and let's go ahead and uh, keep going. Jesus, tell us what the greatest commandments are. Mm. Could you break it down for us? Tell us what the best ones are. I mean, you, you know, we're going to do all of them, but which, which ones are the best? <laughs> and Jesus gives them one commandment that's on the tablets, love the Lord thy God, and another commandment that ain't on the tablets. Mm. And so we look at these two commandments, and he says, First commandment is love the Lord thy God, and the second commandment is like unto it. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Hmm. And, and I thought about that. I said, Lord, why did you give the second commandment that ain't on the tablets? And the Lord said, no, 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 look at the commandments again. There's, there's ten commandments, and they're broken up five and five. Five of them are about me, and five of them are about you and your brother. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So he says, I'm going to split the commandments up into two sections. The first section is about God. The first five commandments are about and God. God is concerned okay. about me and him. But then he says, after, after me and you get right, I want you to get this right. Me and you. Hmm. Now, yeah, that's good. Man, that's good. I know you're clapping right now, but, but hold on. Hold on. So I know you're clapping right now, but hold on. I don't want to hurt your feelings. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord dealt with me so strongly on this a couple years ago, and I've been preaching this message just about everywhere I go. Because I feel it's a kingdom word hmm. because I was struggling with some stuff in my own spirit. And I realized that I had all the other stuff really good, but there's one thing that I lacked. And it, 
it was a relationship with people that I was struggling with. Not my relationship with God. Me and God were good, but it was me and the people that had a problem. Yeah. And it, it me and God had happens that way God, sometimes. Yeah. But there was this thing that I had to work out that was more difficult. You see, number seven, brotherly kindness is not the top because that is the completion. But the eighth one is charity. Add mm. to your, add to brotherly kindness, charity. And charity means agape, which is unconditional love. And the number eight is the number of new beginnings. You have seven days in a week, and the eighth day is the beginning of a new week. Okay. And so to have new life, you need all eight. To have a newness, mm. to walk in the divine this blew favor, my mind. and the walk in the divine the divine nature there's eight steps to a new life and a eight new steps walk. to a new and that life eight step is charity that eight step is an, is, is an agape but god told me we cannot even get to an agape love until we deal with number seven which is philadelphia brotherly love mm -hmm. it's not agape it means philadelphia mm. and philadelphia is brother to brother hmm. me me and you it literally means Christian to Christian, Jew to Jew. Yeah, man. And God's saying, you can't have unconditional love until you have love one to another. Hmm. Until you can love the people that you know, you can't love the people you don't know. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. You, you can't, you, you can't love people the the homeless on the street and the people in other countries. Oh, man. You, you can't have such a love and burden for them but not be able to speak to the same dude sitting on the pew as you. Ooh. There's a problem with the brothers. There's always been a problem, though. This, mm. isn't, this isn't new. I mean, the first, the first brothers in the Bible, I mean, one killed the other. I mean, Abel had a more perfect sacrifice and Cain couldn't take it. And the first brothers in the Bible, they wound up Cain first brothers in the killing Bible. Abel because yeah. there's a problem with the brothers. Problems. Oh, man. There's always been a problem with the brothers. Joseph has the favor of the father. And, and it's, it's obvious. He has the coat to prove it. But the brothers can't take it. The brothers can't handle his favor. The brothers can't handle his success. And he don't have a problem with the devil. He's got a problem with his brothers. His brothers hate him. Okay, and they man. see him coming right and they say... Joseph doesn't have a problem with the devil. He has a problem with his brothers. Yeah. And as I'm thinking about that, all the times in the Bible where someone's fallen or someone has has gone through something, it, and, and, let me let me break it down this way. So, in this message, he's talking about problem with brothers, right? Mm -hmm. But he's not specifically meaning. Only brothers that are related to each other are like family. Yeah. He means brothers as in my brother in Christ, my sister in Christ. And I know he never yeah. said sister, but that's exactly what he means. Yeah. It's sisters in Christ as well. Mm. And so <laughs> Joseph is called by God, has visions uh, or, or dreams, I'm sorry, of the great things he's going to do in, his, in God's kingdom. And he tells his, bro his, his brothers, in this case, people who are related to him, yeah. who share his blood. People who are close to him. People who, people who are close to him. And they, and I, and I don't know if it was jealousy or, or hate. I don't know. I can't say exactly what the mixture of emotions was, but 
they, they did not feel right about it and did something about it. And all the times in our lives and in the Bible where people are going through something, they were put there by their brothers. Mm-hmm. Not just the devil. The devil's in the, you know, they say devil's in the details. And so, and so maybe he planted a bug in someone's ear or, or whatever it is, but the people who are doing these things, they have to make their own decisions. Mm-hmm. And so for them to go out of their way, and you got you got to think about that psychologically. How do you how do you justify trying to murder your brother? Yeah, you you, you the the chances of him surviving, um, you know, any any type of uh, a form of uh, of slavery or or uh, bondage is is very low. Yeah. They didn't account. They they didn't imagine he would be, uh, he would be promoted to these type of positions and in um in in uh um I forget the what what who was the guy that um his wife uh Potiphar mm-hmm. they they had no they had no idea he would get close to the pharaoh I mean uh, not the pharaoh the um uh, who was it he was like the um and then he became like the basically like the vice president of the land and was in charge of all the grain and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they had no idea he would get to that point and be able to uh, speak life and death in people, uh, on people. And and, mm-hmm. and he had the power to choose who was going to eat and who wasn't. Mm-hmm. He, they had no idea that would happen. But for them to, 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 to make the decision and justify what they did to Joseph, it, it blows my mind. Yeah. That blows my mind. Um, over whatever emotions that was, jealousy or or, yeah. or anger or whatever it was, yeah, that just blows my mind. It's crazy. The the type of things that we do, and we have to be careful. The type of things we do to our brothers and sisters could very well uh, lead to their downfall. The things you say, the things you don't say, mm-hmm. uh, the things you do, the things you don't do. Yeah, uh, it's it's <laughs> our words are so impactful. Our actions are so impactful about uh, people's futures and, and their lives. Um, and that's something that I took from this is that you have to be very careful when someone tells you good news. When someone tells you, I got a feeling I'm getting ready to be getting ready to be promoted or I got a feeling I'm getting ready to do great things. You can't yeah. you can't say to them, No, I don't probably not. Yeah. And if they and I don't know, if they didn't believe that, I don't know that they would have that they would have done that. They know that that they knew that he they had he Joseph had his father's favor mm-hmm. because of the coat. But I don't know that they didn't believe that he could do great things and they would be subjects of his. Mm-hmm. Um, they probably believed it, which is why they did what they did. Yeah. Um, so we have to be very careful. Yeah. We have to well, be very careful. Usually a lot of the things that we tend to, um, a lot of the things we tend to speak about and really just, I guess, speak into existence or whatever are things that we believe in. Period. And, um, you know, when you're talking about your gifts, when you're talking about uh, your testimony, you're speaking in it because you believe it and because this is something that you know God has given you. And if somebody is telling you that out of belief and out of trust and out of all these different emotions, all these different factors, and you cannot put yourself aside and put, you know, because a lot of times you could go and you, I, I know that I've had this happen to me before. I, I like I felt this way where I've had somebody come and they'll tell me what's going on with them. Like, oh man, like this is what's happening and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And, and it's cool. Like, I, I love to hear that, man. Like it's, I, I really do. I love to hear, you know, people doing well, especially in doing things for God. Like it's, it's great. It's beautiful. 
But there was a time when, you know, friends would tell me these different things where I would hear about these different things about them. And it would just like, almost like a bitterness would stir up in me where it was like, why can't that happen for me? And that, you know what I mean? Where it was, it was like, why, why can't I be in that position? What, what makes me different from them? And so many things were, so many things would plague my mind, but I also had to realize too, that it was like, you know what, maybe a lot of the reason why I'm not in that position is because I just acted and reacted the way that I did exactly to their did. news. Right, right. So I have to be able to believe in my brothers and believe in their gifts and what has been put on them and their different callings and, and whatever the case may be, their testimony. I have to believe, excuse me, I have to believe in that because if I don't, if I don't firmly believe in my brothers, then I'll never be, I'll never, nothing they ever do will ever satisfy me ever. I'll always, I'll always, I'll always try to tear them down because if I don't believe in them, then there's nothing that they can do to, you know, really just change my mind. And what if Joseph's brothers had supported him? Would he have, would he have had had to go through all the things he went through to get to where he got? But he had to have been jailed. What he mm-hmm. had to have been lied on, mm-hmm. probably beat, um, starved. Would he have to go, have gone through all that stuff? Yeah. If his brothers just had supported him. Mm-hmm. And see, like you said earlier, you know, you said the devil is in the details, but God is in the details. That's a and fact. If his brothers hadn't believed in him, he wouldn't have gone through all of that, and he wouldn't have got to the place that he needed to be. God knew that his brothers wouldn't believe in him. Right. And so he used it and got him to the point where he was, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And made him this incredible man of God. And, you know, that's that's how that's how a lot of things work is no matter what, God is always in these details. God right. is always there. And I've used this example multiple, multiple times, but it's the same example that even Cody Marks uses about Jonah in that, you know, the whale, God appointed the whale. God appointed the worm. God appointed the leaf. He appoints all of these different areas and aspects of our lives, throughout our lives, for our greater good. And to bring us to the point where he knows that we need to be. Mm-hmm. And not just the place that we want to be. Right. Because there's a difference sometimes. Exactly. Uh, most of the time. And, there's a difference. Yeah, exactly. And, you know... A lot of times, you know, because all of us want to be comfortable. We all want to live comfortably. We just do, right? right? That's right. why That's right. why we go to work. That's why we yeah. go to college so we can get a good job so that we can make good money so we can live comfortably. Right. You know what I mean? We do all of these different things in our lives to live comfortably and as comfortable as possible. So when God makes us uncomfortable, we get mad at God. Like, God, why aren't you making me comfortable? But have we taken the time to make sure that God is comfortable? That's a fact. And this is something like, for those of you that follow me on Instagram, I put this up on my Instagram because I just had this the other day, but are you taking the necessary steps to make God comfortable? Because a lot of times our actions make the devil feel more at home than God. Wow. Wow. And like, really, what, what, what are you doing in your life that 
God felt the need to make you uncomfortable, to push you out and to get you out of where you were. Because anytime we find a little bit of comfort, we tend to want to stay there. And so God pushes us out and makes us uncomfortable again. And we're like, whoa, like, what do we, what do we do? Probably because God's not comfortable. God's not comfortable with where you are. The devil's so comfortable in some of our lives. We share a closet. We, mm-hmm. he, he got, he got a, he got a, uh, a shelf in the refrigerator. He got his own coffee in our house. Yeah. <laughs> Right, he the, de- the devil gets so comfortable. The devil, the devil's, the devil's got a playground in some of our minds and in some of our hearts. Devil's got a swing set, man. Yes, sir. And he's in there just chilling, having a good old time. God, God can't abide where where there's no room for him to abide. That's right. So that's right. Anyways, man, that was a good that was a good little section. But anyways, go ahead, play it, Joe. Let's throw him in a pit. Let's kill him. Um, how much and more do we have left, Joe? His dream because there's a problem with the brothers. Okay. Joseph can't even be favored and anointed because the brothers won't let him. Hmm. There's a problem with the brothers. Me and you, because of our Sunday school mindset, we really believe that Moses threw his rod down in front of Pharaoh and that rod turned into a snake. We believe that. You believe that right now. But go back and read Exodus chapter 4. The only reason that God gave Moses the three miracles, the the rod down on the ground, turn it to a snake, his hand in his coat, pull it out, leprous, put it back in his coat, pull it out clean, and pour water on the ground and watch it turn to blood. Those three miracles Hmm. had nothing to do with Pharaoh. Moses never did them in front of Pharaoh. It was Aaron's rod that turned into a snake. It was hmm. Aaron that slapped the dust and the dust became lice. It was Aaron that turned the water into blood. Because God did not give Moses those miracles for Pharaoh. Yep. Read Exodus 4. It begins like this. Moses says, God, my brothers will not believe me. And the reason God gave Moses those miracles was not about the enemy. It was about the brothers. They wouldn't believe him. Moses knew they're not going to believe me. Moses knew they're not going to receive me. Moses knew they're not going to receive this ministry because the brothers are going to have a problem with me because I've been in Egypt for so long. Mm. This they're is after never going to let me with... go from yeah. what I used to be. They're always going to hold me accountable for my past failures. Mm. And Moses always dealt with the brothers that way. And he was okay with God. And God had Pharaoh's number. But he couldn't handle the brothers. Wow. The brothers pushed Moses God had Pharaoh's number. And the, the brothers, they, they, they kept Moses away. They could not receive Moses, and they never did. Mm-hmm. Man. The problem with the brothers, David is anointed. The Bible says David was anointed in the midst of his brethren. Second hmm. wow. Samuel chapter 11, he was anointed in the midst of his brother. To be king. Mm-hmm. And when he shows up on the battlefield, yep. that's how they says, treat who him. who is this uncircumcised Philistine? It was his own brother that said, boy, get out of here. <laughs> A little mischievous. And we come, come, get, 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 get gone. His own brother could not see him for the man of God that he was. Wow. Because there's a problem with the brothers. We have a problem, brothers. We, we have an issue. 
we have an issue. And this problem with brothers is conceded all throughout the word of God. All throughout the word of God, we see time after time that brothers have a problem. We see time after time, and we will not let people go. <laughs> yeah. The harlot Rahab gets her name in the lineage Look of Jesus that. Christ, but we still going to call her the harlot Rahab. We ain't never going to let her live that down. Wow. Crazy. God changed his name to Israel, but me and you are still content to call him Jacob. Mm. Wow. When the prodigal son walks back into the house, the father receives him with open arms and love and care, and he just loves on him. The brother can't handle it. He says, man, this guy, I can't believe this. <laughs> and the only person that's having a problem is the brother. Wow. Yeah. And me and you, me and you, you can read it, Luke 15, read it for yourself. You Luke will 15. never see anywhere in that story where he spent his money on hookers and wild living. Mm. But the brother brings it up. The I've father doesn't say that. anything, but the brother brings up his past and says, you know he spent his money on harlots. We would have never known that. The Bible wow. doesn't tell us that. The brother brings up the past. And you know what? Let me just say this to you. There's a lot of people in your city right now who used to go to your church, but don't go anymore. And they would probably come back. They don't have a problem with God. They got a problem with you. They're not worried Hello. about will God receive me. They're Hello. worried about will the people receive me. Wow. They know what Hello. I did. They know where I've been. Will they let me back in? Pause this. Wow. I can speak from personal experience. I've spoken on this podcast before for you that have listened for a while. You know a little bit of my story. I've left church, and I was never really solid in church, but I left because of my brothers. 100% that's the reason why. And it's so crazy to me because I think about it, and I can distinctly, I can distinctly remember when I backslid in my heart before I backslid leaving the church. I can distinctly remember the moment and I remember that it was because of something that one of my brothers did. And it wasn't even necessarily like he did it out of spite or like he did it out of anything because he had his own things that he needed to work on. And you know, that, that was just how it, how it was. But I left because of that. And I'll never forget the bitterness and the hatred that I held toward the church. Because it wasn't that I had a problem with God. I still believed in God the whole time, the whole way through. I still loved God the whole way through. But I couldn't trust my brothers anymore after that. And I didn't love my brothers anymore after that. And coming back, it was that very same brother that's the reason why I got back in church. God turned it around that fast. It was within five months, I think. I wasn't even backslid for a whole year. Not even half a year, I think. Maybe almost half a year. And I just, I'll never forget that. I think ever since then, I've had a totally different outlook on my walk with God, period. And my brothers. And I think that's why this message hits me so different. It hits me so hard because I've been through this. Like, I know what that's like, and I know the impact that that can have on a person. Right, right. And 
it's so, so, so important for you people who are in church to reach out to your backsliders. Reach out to them. Because if you're not, then who is? Because everybody expects the next person to do it. Everybody's like, nah, that, no, oh no, they're, 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 they're closer with him. Yeah. No, 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 they, they hung out with them. I'm going to let them reach out to them. And I know. What? We, the three of us actually, along with Will, had a conversation about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't, it's not to the extent of, 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 of your situation, but I, yeah. I think it is important that everybody, anyone who knew that person, anyone who spoke, and of course, if you go to the same church, you should, you should speak. You you should know each other. Yeah. So basically, everybody in the church should be doing something um, to let them know that they're still welcome here. Yeah. We absolutely. had we had someone uh, uh, who left our church come back today actually. Yeah. And today was uh, our bilingual service. She's not bilingual. That was this mm-hmm. wasn't a special occasion or a special service. Mm-hmm. Um, but she came back today and, and visited and. Came out to eat with us after, and I I just feel like, um, it th- this is a situation to where everyone is responsible. Yeah, everyone is responsible for making sure that people feel welcome to come back to church. I I was that that was the whole subject of our second podcast was uh, you taking your first steps to come back to church or yeah. going for the first time. Yeah, um, you you don't want to be that person. That makes someone else feel uncomfortable at that church. Yeah. Um, and I, I was actually talking, I know we're short on, not short on time, but we're getting to the wire here. But I was talking to someone, uh, one of my friends who doesn't go to church at all. And she was telling me about her desire to go to church, to do, to go to some type of church. Mm-hmm. And she, uh, she lives in Florida. Yeah. Uh, and I, she was talking about this one church. She said, there was this really great church. I love the message. I love I loved everything about it except there were some people I went to high school from there that I just didn't feel comfortable yeah. going there because of because of them. Yeah. And that hit me. That it's hit crazy. me. It's crazy. Um It's crazy and and as as somebody who I, I I mean, I know what it's like to see both sides of it. I know what it's like to be somebody who is in church and sees the backslider. And as somebody who is the backslider and sees the church. Right, right. And so as somebody who's the backslider and sees the church and doesn't get along with the people there and doesn't see this and hates the people there and all of that, I can tell you personally that the backslider has to have a change. But they cannot have change without without something else changing. There, There has to be – they have to change – on their own really i had to change on my own i really did and it was it was a total it was a it was it was an all god thing where it was just out of nowhere i just felt like i needed to go to the church it was something just as small as that i didn't Mm -hmm. even want to go back to the church at all not at all not even a little bit and it was just out of nowhere driving home from work I, i had no desire to go at all and driving home from work one day it was just go down to the church tonight. And it was so overwhelming and it was so powerful that I had no choice but to go. I had to go because I didn't know what was going to be awaiting me there. I had no idea. But I knew that I needed to go because that moment in my life, I was broken. 
and I was down and I was in a really, really low time in my life. And God knew that. And he knew that I needed him. And he knew that I needed my brothers. He knew that I needed my brothers. So Logan did his part. And us as his brothers, we have to do our part. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's, it's so, it's so, so important. The brothers, man, I cannot, I cannot say it enough for those who are in church. I cannot say it enough. I will say it again and I will say it again and again and again, and you will never hear me say, stop saying it. Reach out to them. They could be waiting for you to reach out to them. I said that so many times in my mind when I was backslidden. If they would just hit me up, I might go hang out with them. You know how many times I got hit up? None. Not even once. And I'm not saying that to put any sort of guilt on anybody. I don't mean it like that. I'm over and I, it's it's fine and I'm passive and I understand. But if you're in church and you're not reaching out to these people... It's on you. Most definitely. It's on you. And you have to. You have to be persistent. You have to be persistent. Man, I can't I can't stress that enough. I can't stress it enough. Okay, Joe, go ahead, play it. How much more we got? I got a word from the Lord tonight. I need to tell you that your brother sitting next to you tonight is more important than you think they are. They're, 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 they're more important to we'll your walk to with God than you've been taught that they are. There's, there's a problem with the brothers, uh, but we got to fix it tonight. Yeah. Yeah. God's given us a mandate. We need brotherly kindness. We need brotherly kindness. Will you be kind to me? Will you love me? Will you pick me up? Will you rejoice with me? Paul said this. Paul said, doesn't nature teach us? Doesn't nature teach us? And, 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 and I've been walking through my house before in the middle of the night and kicked my pinky toe on the corner of a wall. And you know what my body does? My body goes, oh, God. <laughs> oh God! Oh, Lord. If I could put it in my mouth, I would. <laughs> but I can't. <laughs> but I can't. Your whole mm-hmm. body would just collapse around that tiny pinky toe, like oh God! <laughs> It'll make your back hurt, make your neck hurt. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Your eyes will start watering. Your picky toes way down there, but your eyes will start watering. That's natural. That's nature. Let me tell you what the church does. One of us get kicked by the devil, and the church goes, hmm. be careful. He ain't living. <coughs> oh, wow. That's not natural. Mm-hmm. The natural thing to do is collapse around that wounded person. Yeah. Collapse yeah. around him. Yeah. And even yeah. though he may be far from you, the eye begins to tear. <laughs> and instead of talking about him around the dinner table, won't you pray for him around right. the dinner table? Yeah. Yeah. That's, it. That's what should happen in the natural realm. When we come around and say, hey, when you weep, I weep. When you win, I win. When you rejoice, I rejoice. Yep, 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 yep. And I don't care if you had 50 on Sunday and I had 500 on Sunday. I'm rejoicing with you. Amen. So good. You know what? Pause that real quick.
I gotta I gotta say something real quick. There was there was a message that I heard. I think it was a was it a message? I don't remember. I heard this somewhere talking about that when it comes to the people that are in our church, it's up to us. Like when we picture an altar call, okay? You see somebody who's struggling. You see somebody that's you know going through it, and they're up there in the altar and they're crying and they're bawling their eyes out and they're giving it to God. What do you do? You go and you pray with them, right? I mean, that's right. that's what that's what <clears throat> most Christians do. I mean, really, honestly, that's what a lot of us. That's that's what we all do. But um, what what happens and what do we do when um, what do we do when they're rejoicing right when they're up there dancing are we standing back and watching right or are we up there dancing with them and that's that's exactly like what he was just saying it's about rejoicing with your brother it's not about just being there for their downfalls but it's about being there that's important when they're up here you know what right. i mean like it's it's so it's so 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 crazy to me that um like that, that man, that hit me hard, dude. Oh, I just, it's so important to, I, I think about it and I've had a lot of moments in my life where I felt like I was going to leave church again, Mm-hmm. but you're talking about and when you were at the Rialto church or yeah, well, e- even, even here, honestly, I mean, yeah. there's just, there's just been moments like that in my life. And um, where I just felt like I was going to leave church again. And it was always somebody that would come and step out and talk to me. And that would turn things around for me a lot, honestly. And a lot of people would say like, oh, well, you need to go to God and you need to Mm -hmm. give it to God and you need to do that. Absolutely. I was giving it to God. Right. And God used that person to give me something. You know, that that's. That's what that's what ended up happening in the long run was God used somebody to help me stay in church, you know, and that's it's so so important. You can you that person doesn't have to leave church. You don't have to wait until they're backslidden to reach out to them. Right, right. No, that you <laughs> that's that's so it's like oh well they're okay they're still coming. <laughs> so you don't know what anybody's going through. Right, right. Talk to them. Get them to open up, you know, see what's going on and, and, and preemptively stop that. You could really change someone's life. You could turn them around and help them out in a major way. You could be the answer to somebody's prayer today if you would step out. Somebody you see might be faltering or struggling instead of, like you said, talking about them around the dinner table. Go pray for them. Go talk to them. Mm -hmm. Pray for them around the dinner table. Be that support. Yeah, so. exactly. All right, go ahead, Joe. I think we only got we only got a little bit more left. Um, I think a lot, I think some of it is altar call. So we're getting yeah we're getting towards the end. Yeah. Oh, you did. Just play. It. Paul's talking to Corinthians. He's like, man, y'all well, are amazing. No, no, this is right. This is how Paul starts. He's like, oh my, ah, Corinth, the church at Corinth, y'all so. 
Y'all too legit to quit. Y'all are so amazing. This is how Paul starts it. Paul's like, man, y'all y'all don't lack in any gifts. You got it going on. Your giving is amazing. Oh, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. Hold on, we'll stay here for a second. That's how Paul starts it. He sets him up. What minute mark are you at? And the next chapter, he goes, but when I come to you with spiritual talk, I got to talk to you like babies. Right. Yep. I thought we was the dopest. No. <laughs> not. You know why? Paul said you have all the gifts, you have all the power, you have everything. But when he come back, he said, because when I hear of you, I hear that there is strife in the church. Hmm. And I hear that there is envy and revelings. I hear that y'all can't get along. Got everything else going on. And you but... may look good, but you're dead inside. There it is. There it is. Oh, you can pray. La di di da. da. <laughs> yep. Well, you can shout. You got good music. Whoop ti do. Dude, we listen to this quite a few times. Oh yeah. <laughs> huh. That's what Paul's saying. He said you got all the gifts. You lack in no gift. But wow. when I talk to you about spiritual stuff, I got to break it down for you in that milk level. Wow. Because y'all can't get along. Yep. And I don't stop and a whole church from having spiritual revival. stuff locked up. Yeah. You have no brotherly kindness. And because of that, God's not pleased with you. He's not pleased. And there are people sitting in this room right now. You're gifted. You're anointed. You're talented. You have all the abilities. But because you got beef with the girl sitting three people down from you, God's not pleased with you. My God. What? Can I preach right here for a few minutes? Go ahead. You come in here looking good, smelling good, shouting good, singing good, speaking in tongues. But you can't talk to your neighbor because she likes a boy that you used mm. to like. The devil is a lie. Oh, mm. the devil. My Lord. You come in here talking about I'm anointed to preach. I got the gospel. But you can't speak to that guy across town who you and him had a little words and you don't even know if he really said it. You just heard somebody told you that he said something and you won't even talk to him. Mm. You better get your spirit right because God is not going to anoint that mess. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Come on, we having revival. We having revival. But you can't speak to the people in the church across town from you. Mm. See them in Walmart and blah, blah. I don't want to talk to y'all. Man, we're in this thing together. You want to say, hey, brother, God bless you. What's going on? I'm going to pray for you. Yep. I'm going to love you. He's, I'm going to hold about you churches. up. Mm -hmm. He's talking about different churches. Yeah. yeah. Brotherly kindness. <laughs> Man, it's this whole message blew my mind. You know why I know it's the key to revival, Bishop? It's because, man, we got this prayer thing on lock. On lock. Can't nobody pray like us. They can't. Hey, we got this preaching thing on lock. On the lock. The greatest preachers in the world are in this movement. That's right. That's a, Other preachers mm. be preaching our preacher stuff. <laughs> Other preachers take our preacher's messages, write books about them, and make millions. Mm. We're not going to call no names. <laughs> no, they no, all want to no. be like us. Hmm. No. They hate us because they ain't us. <laughs> <laughs> they hate us because they ain't us. <laughs> we got it on lock. Music. <laughs> Listen, I went to this concert a few months ago. This uh, is crazy. Sometime last mm -hmm. year, went to this concert. I was talking to this guy, big time guy, wrote a song for CC Winans, and like you know, won all this stuff. And and I I was introduced to him, and I was talking to this guy, and he goes, I know you. 
Hmm. I was like, bro, you don't know me. <laughs> I know you, <laughs> but you don't know me. <laughs> he said, no, 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 I know you. I was like, man, I'm telling you, bro. I don't know you. I, I, I've never met you. You don't know. He said, no, 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 no. I know you. He said, Wait, I, I'm telling you, I saw a video and you were singing and with about 30,000 people in the room. Hmm. And he said, man, y'all killed that song. He was talking about North American Youth Congress. Hmm. And here's a secular guy. Yeah, we lit. We can ready to go there again. Talking to me. Here's what he said. He said, how do I get to Youth Congress? Hmm. He's wanting to come to, he, because we got it on lock. Um, they looking at us like, my lock. goodness, these people are phenomenal. They're anointed. They're gifted. We got it. Mm-hmm. We just can't get along. Man. Man. When you get blessed, I somehow find a way to get jealous about it. When you come up and sing good, sing better than me, hmm. I, I somehow, you know, get a little something in my spirit against you. Hmm. When I see you show up with the coat of favor on, it just does something to me. And I try to find a way to put you in some pit somewhere. Wow. Mm-hmm. When you get blessed with a new car, and I'm still ro rolling around in a jalopy. 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 I never I heard to, that. I try, to, no. I try to explain it away. Well, you know, they, they got a rich dad. You know, I mean, if I had a rich dad. I'm... If I had a rich dad. <laughs> we always trying to find some way around it. We're haters. We are. And, and, We're haters. And we'll get together and we'll sing it. Haters want to hate me. Right. Right. Seriously. But let me tell you what Jesus says about haters. Jesus said that he that hated his brother is a murderer. Wow. Yep. Yep. And while we singing, haters going to hate, hate, hate. <laughs> God singing, murderers going to murder, murder, murder. Because when you hate your brother, God sees you as a murderer. Wow. And you can have your suit and tie, and you can preach all you want to preach, and you can be as pretty as you want to be. But when you hate your murderer. brother and hate your nope. sister, let me tell you what category God puts you in. He puts you in the murderer category. And if you go read Revelations, the murderers will burn in the pit. Calls him out specifically. Yep. It would be a travesty for you to get to judgment day with your suit and your tie and all your credentials talking about I'm the apostolic and God say, go burn in hell because you hated your brother. Ooh. My God. Mm. There's a problem with the brothers. There's a problem with the brothers. We got to get this thing fixed. Listen to me, young people. You may not feel like this is a young person message, but mm -hmm. I'm saving some souls right now yeah. because there's some folks in this room. I feel the Holy Ghost here right now. There's some folks in this room. If you're ever going to make it, you're going to have to go get something right with somebody. You're going to have to go hug somebody's neck. You're going to have to apologize and say, forgive me of my spirit. Forgive me of all that junk I was talking because I want to go to heaven and I want to make it right with my brother. Yeah. Mm. Winston, Geo, my armor bears. Where y'all at? Winston, Geo, come up here. This part cracked me up, bro, <laughs> because these homies were sitting in the middle, Winston and the stairs were all the way on the other side. They had to run. Well, y'all should literally should booking. Yeah. Like running. That's what we're talking about right now. Where y'all at? To the stage, bro. 
Winston goes to uh Yeah, uh to He said y'all ninjas. <laughs> uh yeah, Gabriel, yeah. This ain't parkour, bro. Come over here. <laughs> <laughs> they were trying to like climb the stairs. Yeah. Gio stand on my left. Winston stand right. Look at these fine young gentlemen. They're 14 and single. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. 14 and ladies. single. No, no, no. Especially ladies. ladies. I'm going to embarrass you. Y'all just stay there. Stay there. Watch what the Bible says. The Bible says this. The Bible said, he that doeth these things. He will neither be barren or unfruitful. Hmm. And then he said, he that doeth these things shall never fall, which is bananas. Mm -hmm. Do you know anything about this Bible? That phrase is bananas. bananas. It's crazy. It's cray cray. <laughs> because I was genetically designed to fall. Hmm. The fall of man put me in a predicament where I am designed to fall. And, and we even sing the song, we fall down. We get up. We get up. <laughs> we fall down. We are a saint and just a sinner who fell down. And, and, and we rejoice and we, we fell down. We fall falling. <laughs> and and, and, it's, and, and it's, it speaks to our spirit because we get it. And we all know that we fall. We fall. And, and we preach. It ain't, it ain't how many times you fall. It's how many times you get up. And so when, when Peter says, if you do these things, hmm. you'll never fall. Hmm. I'm like, hold up. I want what he's talking about. But listen, watch this. One faith. Through six, godliness is all about me. I cannot have faith for you. Mm -hmm. I cannot have goodness for you. Right. I cannot have, my knowledge cannot be your knowledge. Yeah. My grace cannot be your grace. And yeah. my holiness definitely cannot be your, my walk with God is separate from your walk with God. That's I right. cannot hmm. live for God for you. Yeah. You got to do it yourself. Mm -hmm. But at number seven, brotherly kindness, now I'm linked up with my brother, T. Marman. Hmm. Now I'm linked up with my brother. He's doing an and illustration at this point. We're connected now. So they're all connected. And I have one through six down in my old self. Right. But I need you and you need me. For seven and eight. Because, because Peter said, it'll make you that you will never fall. But he didn't say... You wouldn't get weak. Hmm. And he didn't say you wouldn't stumble. He didn't say you won't get weary. Right. He just said if you stay with your brother, you'll never fall. Hmm. So we're holding And I may get tired. Yeah. And you may get tired. And you may get weary. But because I love you, and because I refuse to let you go, mm -hmm. and because I'm connected to you, and we're connected to God, let the storm winds blow. Let the devil come with all he's got. I got you. I got you. And you got me. And we will never fall. Yeah. Man, that's good. Thank you, God. 
Brothers and sisters, we got to get this thing right because there's far too many of us falling. There's far too many of us dying. There's far too many of us leaving this leaving this religion and leaving this process and we got to get back to a place where I will not let you fall. I want the music to come. Stand with me all over the room. Lord spoke to me. Preached this message several years ago. It had been in my spirit for a while. And I think this is about it, actually, because this is where Lord he just said, says that, that it was meant for tonight. I was at an AYC. Mm-hmm. I was at HYC. Lord said, preach it tonight. And I said, God, why? Skip past to like five minutes, bro. I'll be honest with you, brother. Yeah. When the Lord gave me this message, it was, if, if I could just get two people to be in unity, I'll show up. Because I'm better with you. The greatest lie of American right culture let me tell you what the greatest lie of American culture is. This is the greatest lie of American culture. The greatest lie of American culture is the Lone Ranger. Hmm. Yeah. It's a lie. Lone Ranger is a lie. Mm-hmm. You cannot be Lone Ranger if Tonto is waiting in the wing hmm. to save you every right. time you get in trouble. <laughs> the Lone Ranger has never been loaned. He's always had a sidekick. The Lone Ranger is a lie. Tonto's always waiting to save the day. And let me speak to some young people that are already making their way to the altar with no question. You need your brother that's walking up here with you. Yeah. yeah. You better get you a Tonto. You better get you somebody that'll pray with you. Listen. Something's about to happen. Just keep on coming in. Just keep on coming in. Something's about to happen in here. Man, this message was so good. And this moment. You need somebody who you um, can talk to and trust. Every time I listen to the end here. You need somebody who you can call and say, hey, brother, I've been really I remember how I felt yeah. when we all you went need, to the altar. You need somebody who, who and uh, when somebody brings your name up in conversation, this is, somebody that I have your This back, message really, like I said, change things that I was doing like that. Yeah. in my life. Like I literally, I don't, I don't do that. from that day, I decided to, to, to do some movement. things and to yeah. change some things. We need to build yeah. a culture in this movement where we have each other's back. I, that's basically it. Um, and I, I and I can divulge a few of the a few of the things that I, I was speaking about. Yeah. When he's talking about the problem with brothers, uh, it hit me so hard because I'm the type of person that I have this ideology of, uh, you know, people's value, mm-hmm. you know, in your life yeah. and your value in theirs. And the day that they no longer have value in your life is, I'm speaking about, you know, um, spiritual value, comedic it, it just value like what do they add to your life mm-hmm. um and what do you add to theirs at the day they stop adding value to your life you know what what's the use of keeping that relationship or that friendship yeah and so that's how i lived you know that and that's basically what what i did and there were a few people uh in my life that i felt like were more trouble than it was worth to be their friends mm-hmm. just you know, whether it be extra drama or it be, uh, then, you know, I'd have to go out of my way to do certain things and, and I wasn't really about that. 
And so there was one specific instance. Uh, I had an, I had a basically like a huge argument uh, with some coworkers, and I decided cut them off. Uh, we'll, mm. we'll talk about work things only. Other than that, nothing else. Yeah. Um, and so I basically just ignored them unless it was about work. And this went on for a, maybe a week or two before this message. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really feeling right about it, but I did it because I felt like I was I, I was just so done. Yeah. And um, uh, and then there was another instance where there was a, a young man that I go to school with. He just, even to this day, has a very annoying personality. Let's just put it like that. <laughs> Very, very know-it-all, very matter-of-fact, uh, and he ends up being wrong a lot. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, I, and it, it, I, the relationship de- degenerated because he wasn't even my friend. He was someone else's. He was one of my friend. He was a friend through a friend, and he would always hang out with us because she was hanging out with us or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, it degenerated almost to something physical. That's how mm-hmm. how bad our relationship got. Yeah, and it was another me and my buddy Caesar. We just we just didn't like the guy. We did we had nothing. We wanted nothing to do with him. And I began to think about these two relationships um, as he was preaching, and I'm like, man, like he's saying, how how can I how can I love the homeless person? How can I love the the person um, in the missionary field that is miles away or things like that when I can't even, you know, love the person I go to school with that I work with? Yep. And that hit me hard, and so. After that, I decided to go to them and talk to them and and try and reconcile. Not like we could be best friends or anything like that, but just to let them know, um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rent a whole grudge. Yeah, and I'm gonna move on. And I think that we we both should try to do our best to to be friendly and to be cordial. Yeah. Um, and that's and I'm not telling anyone on here. My advice to you is, oh, try and be best friends with the person that you that's that has done you wrong and all this and that. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not telling you to do that. Yeah. But I what I am telling you is to not allow that those emotions and that feeling, those feelings degenerate into something that could keep you out of heaven. Yeah. Um cuz like you said, you you don't want to show up with your with your suit and tie and God tell you go burn in hell. Yep. Cuz you were a murderer. Yep, cuz you hated your brother. Yeah. And uh I didn't want to be that person. Yeah. So I, I made some changes, most definitely. And there's even someone in my life right now that I feel like I need to speak to mm-hmm. because it, it's starting to get to that place again. Yeah. Um, hey, dude, it's it's definitely. I I noticed I noticed the change in you, really. I did. I noticed a change in you after that message, and I saw how greatly it affected you and how you know in the the you know just the value that it held in you it was it was really it was really really great and um you know i I know that it can be hard sometimes to move past some things that people say you know what i mean and people do um things like that but it's always worth it man yeah always always worth it because in the end you're not you're not doing anybody any favors including yourself including yourself and 
you know, it's just, to me, there's nothing, it's not even just to me. This is biblical. I can do all things through Christ. There's not one thing in this world that you can't overcome. There's not one situation that you can't overcome. There's not one thing that you can't forgive somebody for or that you can't even forgive yourself for. Amen. And you have to you have to have an open heart about it. An open mind and an open heart. An open heart to receive what God has for you and an open mind to be able to change who you are. But, yeah, man. Yeah. Um, I think that this is, this is a really good series. It was two parts. That was great. I don't know if you guys, you guys like when we do stuff like this, when we break down stuff. Um, if you do, send us some of your favorite messages, some of the things that you really enjoy. Yeah. Or maybe we, you have, we'd like to listen to them. Yeah, we do. We're just like, I, I just love podcasts. Yeah. I, I usually have a lot of driving to do throughout the week, so I just try to put something on. Yeah. Even if it's for 15 or 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... I think I already have in mind what we might do for our next one. Okay. It's a it's a great great message, but um oh. anyways, we'll we'll probably listen to it live okay. and all yeah, it'll be cool. But anyways. Oh. Um some things we want to mention. Yeah. The giveaway is still going. Giveaway is still going, y'all. Still we going. We are at 100 100 plus. We need to get to 300. Where are we exactly right now? I'm going to check. Go ahead. Go ahead, keep talking. Um and then like we said as always, you guys can enter by Commenting on the photo that we have posted and then tagging your friends by tagging your friends. And then also you could get an extra entry entry by uh, posting a photo of of evidence of you listening to the podcast. Yep. So you guys want to win a $25 gift card? It'll be to Amazon, right? Amazon, yes. Yeah, we have 102 followers right now. So we still got 198 to go. Man, we had 103. I don't know. I know, we lost one. Man, if I, you're that person who unfollowed us, <laughs> I need to speak to you. <laughs> we need to have words. Words. Uh, we, we new, another thing. We have a new release date. Uh, Wednesdays. Yes. So we're recording this on a certain day, but we're releasing it on Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, every Wednesday, uh, probably at eighty uh sharp in in the morning. Yeah. As soon as we can in the morning. Yeah. We'll release it. It gives, um, it gives us a couple of days because before yeah. we were kind of doing it different where we would record and then post it the next right. day. But this way gives us a couple of days of cushion to be able to work out any kinks and mm-hmm. and to edit and do what we need to do yeah. to make this podcast the best way it can be for you guys. And, and now that we're doing a little more elaborate stuff like with the video, maybe we'll, I don't know, if we, if we want to release yeah. the video and the podcast the same day. Or maybe yeah. we'll, we'll wait, we'll we'll wait for the video. Out. Just keep an eye out on so. the on the social media page. Yep. And we'll be posting it on there. There's also a, a new thing. We have a link that you can go to. If you go to our page and click the link in the bio, there is a contribution button where mm-hmm. you can pledge to give us, what are the numbers? Uh, it's 99 cents. 99 cents a month, $5 a month, or, or $10, $10 a month. month. Uh, anything helps. We are wanting to, we set that up so that way we could do, uh, bring you guys better quality content, whether that be uh, get better mics or get better equipment. Um, it'll help. It helps us uh, do things like that. It also helps us pay for promotional stuff, for uh, our, our merchandise. 
We do have some some pins that we're looking at right now. We have sticks. We have uh, sticklers. We have stickers right now. All those things we're, we're we're making them, and then we're seeing them. We're seeing how we like them, what we yeah. can do better, and then when all that stuff is finalized, there will be. We'll put up a link to go to um, a website. Yeah. Uh, basically, like a website of ours uh, that will have a shop on it that will have information about us. It'll be a cool little website. You can learn a lot about us and, and also shop for us some merchandise pretty soon. Yes, um, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, I think that's about it, right? That's about it. That's it. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys for listening. This is episode. This is episode thirteen. 13 I think man, we're, we're we're getting up there in the numbers now. Yes, sir. Let me let me double check that, man. I, I think it's episode thirteen. I forget. Because uh, the breakdown was twelve, right? The first breakdown episode. Yeah, yeah. So 12. this is thirteen right here. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys for being part of this journey. Uh, and also be on the lookout for our SoCal Hyphen podcast as well. Uh, there is an episode up right now, and there will be more soon to come. Thank you guys for listening. This is Carleone. This is Logan. Thanks again, Joe, for helping us today. Yeah. And we'll see you guys next time. Yes, sir. What's up, everybody? This is Carl. And Logan. And you're listening to The Manifest. Uh, we want to remind you guys, uh, follow us, follow follow the podcast at Manifest Podcast on Instagram. Um, you're going to be getting all kinds of updates there when we post new episodes, um, etc. That's where you're going to find a lot of announcements. Probably see them there before you hear them on the podcast. So follow us on there. Um, you want to follow our personal pages also. Uh, Carl's is at Furious Carl. And mine is at Lorkel. And we, and we want to remind you also that we release every Wednesday. Uh, and you can find us on every major uh, broadcasting platform. Spotify, at Manifest, Apple Music, at Manifest, all those pages. So thank yeah. you guys for listening. Thanks.